Hello, everyone. Welcome to Cody's Car Conundrum. I'm your host, Cody Wagner. No duh, right? Here we discuss everything from car news, culture, movies, stories, games, interviews, events, and so much more. Without further delay, on with the show. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to this weekly news roundup. Yes, it is the second week that we are back for another weekly news roundup. Now, I imagine there's not going to be as much to go through. As there was the first time I came back, because, you know, it was the first time I came back in, like, two months. But, there's still a lot of news, and honestly, I haven't even been checking car scoops all that frequently as of last week. So, a lot of this news should be pretty darn surprising, and there might actually be more than I'm expecting. So, let's get into it. Lewis Hamilton re-signs with Mercedes-AMG F1 team until 2023. The seven-time world champion looks to extend his stay with a team that helped bring him much of his success in Formula 1. 2024 Nissan Titan, how we think it could look, powertrains, and everything else we know. Vanderhall's Brawley electric off-roader looks like a Jeep from the future. You know, have you ever seen those Jeep design studies from like FCA's Drive for, is it Drive for Design? I think it's Drive for Design, that contest for high schoolers. It kind of looks like that, or it looks like, that's not to say it looks bad. No, but it looks like one of those sketches. It looks like one of those concepts, which is really interesting. The range-topping Brawley GTS will have 404 horsepower and 480 pound-feet of torque and will be able to travel over 200 miles on a charge. Delivery mileage Dodge Viper GTSR Final Edition ACR just sold for $402,000! $402,000! It had 51 miles! You know that 2017 Gen 5 Viper ACR GTSR? Yeah, that. One of those just sold for $402,000. Now, guys, guys, you know me. You know I am a Viper-holic. Even as a Viper-holic, I cannot justify spending $402,000. I'm sorry, but I look at that and I'm like, I love me a Viper. I love me the GTSR, but... It doesn't have an interior of a Pagani Wyra or a Lambo or anything like that. It performs like those cars, but it's also stock. It doesn't have the, the prefix 9-liter extreme kit on it. It doesn't have a Venzaro interior. I think I got that wrong, but it doesn't have a custom interior. And there is someone that does that. It's it's a factory fresh delivery mileage GTSR. It's not worth $402,000. That's 4GT money. And I'm just, I'm not convinced the GTSR is that kind of special. I don't, I don't think it's quite there. That's terrifying. Viper values. People who are buying Vipers, stop making the values go up. I'm still trying to get one, dang it. Okay? Leave, leave some for the rest of us. Leave some, leave the values at fairly attainable levels for the rest of us mere mortals. Please, God. One-off Jaguar X-Type Racer would compete in UK stillborn SCV8 series. Built by Andy Rouse, this X-Type is sold as a rolling chassis or with a Lotus V8 along with a collection of parts. So, it's basically a Jaguar X-Type that looks like a BTCC race car. That's what it is, and it looks excellent. Strange, seeing an X-Type as a race car, but still really cool. Estate of Rush drummer Neil Peart selling his stunning car collection. Neil Peart's collection includes a Lamborghini Miura, Aston Martin DB5, Jaguar E-Type, and more. Mansui just can't stop rolling out colorful Lamborghini Urus Venatus, hopefully I got that right, SUVs. 
This Lamborghini Urus has been fitted with Mansui's Venata's bodywork and had its interior retrimmed in yellow leather. GM invests in project that could become America's biggest lithium supply. GM is working on a lithium extraction project that could supply 6 million EVs. Wacky offer Lamborghini Huracan built, sorry, build is up and running. I can't even explain this. So you have the front cat, or sorry, you have the cabin of a Huracan, and then you remove the rear section where the engine is, and then you remove the front section where the face and the front is. That's it. All you have is the cabin, that, and that's the only bodywork that's left. It's this makes an aerial nomad look like a common ATV. <laughs> That's what this, that's what this looks like. Apparently it's LS powered too. Why? Why wouldn't you just leave? And I'm only upset because it would have been cooler if it was V12, or sorry, not V12, if it was V10 powered. If they kept the normal Lambo powertrain. Because imagine that sound going past like a, like a Baja dirt track or going down a Baja dirt track. Not that the LS is a bad power plant, but it's too it's too common and boring. You should have left the V10. But that is wild! BMW warns chip supply could remain critically low through second half of 2021. BMW's head of production said the initial assumption that chip supply would be under control might soon be wrong. Volkswagen UK rolls out new configurable trim levels for 2022 ID3 and ID4. VW has also revised the ID3's pricing, so now two more variants are eligible for the UK government's plug-in vehicle grant. Ford Bronco production is set to pause for two weeks. Production will be halted because of an undisclosed parts shortage. BMW Motorrad teases electric CEO 4, debuts July 7th. What? Oh, okay, it's BMW's next EV. Sorry, no, BMW's next EV will be an electric scooter. That's what that is. Toyota tops GM becomes America's best-selling automaker in second quarter. For the first time in decades, GM has been beaten in quarterly U.S. sales. Class action lawsuit over Ford Mustang Shelby GT350 overheating issues proceeds. The lawsuit claims Mustang Shelby GT350 models without transmission and differential coolers overheat in track use. Oh dear. Lamborghini teases what might be the final edition of the Aventador. Lamborghini is cooking up something new for the Aventador lineup. Could it be the models? Could it be the model line's high power swan song? I imagine it would be, considering we have the CN now. Chevrolet, Chevrolet's new Montana is a pint-sized pickup truck for South America. The new Montana is teased for the first time, and the tiny pickup will be built at GM's plant in Brazil. Tesla Model S Plaid catches, catches, wow, catches fire in Pennsylvania, briefly trapping driver inside. Oh no, a Tesla Model S Plaid spontaneously combusted this week and may have started self-driving while on fire. It, it's almost like the car decided to put itself in self-driving mode to try and put itself out with air. Also, it as devastating as it is, it is also a little bit funny that it spontaneously combusted, seeing as it has no combustion of any kind, and no traditional combustion of any kind. Volvo plotting an IPO on the Swedish stock market before year's end. Volvo confirms that that Geely, I think, is it Geely or Geely? I can't remember. I think it's Geely. Is looking to offer shares of the Swedish brand in an IPO, cashing in on big EV interest. Mercedes caught testing new 2023 CLE compact four-seat convertible. Rumor has it this is neither a C-class nor an E-class, but something in between that will be called the CLE. Why? Why do you need something in between? More importantly, isn't this just going to step on the toes of the SL? Because we still don't even have the new SL yet. 
I wonder how that's going to shake out. A Barth 695 SS limited edition keeps the dream alive for Italian hot hatches. Another special edition added to the Abarth 595-695 family, which soldiers on for one more year. Lamborghini releases 1,379-piece model of the 2021 Ford F-150 Raptor for your building pleasure. This big F-150 Raptor Lego set goes for $99.99 and will reportedly hit store shelves on October 1st. Porsche confirms Tycon recall over sudden loss of power will fix through software update. Following reports of Tycon suddenly losing power in May, Porsche has officially announced a recall to fix a software issue. What could Ford be planning with the Rattler trademark? One possibility is that it could be used for off-road models that aren't so hardcore as to adopt the Raptor moniker. Sounds like what the Rebel kind of was to the TRX. That sounds like it. The only thing that I can think, though, when it comes to that, is... Crap, Ford has just trademarked another snake-based name... And that makes it even harder to name a baby Viper in the future. Not that I expect that to have a large likelihood of happening, but still. Hyundai is announcing something Nurburgring related on July 14th. Hyundai released a teaser video showing the Ring, the Elantra N, and the Kona N, and that's about it. Several brand new Toyota Land Cruisers wrecked during transportation. A car carrier accident caused heavy damage to many examples of the new, of the new generation Toyota Land Cruiser. Nissan reveals Australia-only Navarre Pro 4X Warrior off-road pickup in full. Nissan partnered with Premcar to make the Navarre Pro 4X even more capable off-road by raising it up and giving it chunky accessories. Tesla Model 3 driver nabbed by the police falling asleep behind the wheel for the third time. The Tesla Model 3 had his car towed as this was his third offense. Yeah, you deserve that one. GMC shows off Hummer EV's Watts to Freedom Mode. Will enable truck to hit 60 miles per hour in 3 seconds. WTF mode, good name, enables the 1,000 horsepower pickup to accelerate like a Corvette. It won't stop or handle or look like one though. Accelerate it well, but stopping it's gonna be scary. BMW powered air car flies between airports and then hits the road. The air car is McLaren up front, airplane out back, and totally stupid. No. I, I've talked about my disdain for flying cars before, and hopefully, I'm not sure if I've said this in the past, but considering it's been a while, just to bring you all up to speed on my biggest gripe with flying cars is that they just don't make sense. Because people want flying cars so they can bypass traffic, and obviously for longer journeys, it would make those longer journeys faster. Okay, sure, fair enough. You would need a pilot's license to fly it, though. Like you need a pilot's license to fly a helicopter or fly a small personal Cessna. Uh, Cessna. I was about to say Cessna, but anyway. You would need to learn how to fly and then be licensed to fly a little helicopter or a personal or rental Cessna. You would have to do the same thing for a flying car. By that point, why not just rent a Cessna? Why not just learn how to fly and then rent a Cessna when you need to? Now look... I don't know how expensive renting a Cessna would be. But a flying car isn't going to be that cheap when they come out initially. And flying cars are huge. They're not going to be easy to park. They may be relatively fuel efficient, but I'd imagine they're also cumbersome to drive. This is Flying cars are one of those examples of fantastic in theory, but in the real world, they just, at the moment at the very least, and likely for the next decade, they just don't work. 
they just do not work with the current infrastructure. People would have to learn how to fly. People aren't going to want to learn how to fly because A, that's terrifying. B, they already can't drive to save their lives and it's not saving their lives. They're not going to be able to fly to save their lives either. I imagine a handful of people will, but not enough. Not enough people. So if you ask me, a flying car is pointless because you might as well just learn how to learn or no. Find out if you can rent a Cessna and then learn how to fly and then just rent a Cessna when you need to. A plane is better as a plane and a car and a car is better as a car. We can't we don't need to mix the two. Because the only the only thing you'd be able to use a flying car for is is a, is as a car. You'd only be able to use it as a car unless you're willing to get a pilot's license, which you're likely not willing to. So then you might as well get a normal car. And again, if you are willing to get a pilot's license and fly it, well, hey, newsflash, it's not going to be that great as a car. It might be okay as an airplane, but it isn't going to be that great as a car. So yeah, the basic problem is that it's these two entities are not great mashed up as one from the basis of practicality, as far as driving it, parking it, storing it even, and then from the, sim from the simple matter of people aren't going to want to learn how to fly. If it, were, if it were easy enough, more people would fly. If it were cheap enough, more people would fly. But flying isn't really either of those things. At the very least, it's not easy. It might be relatively inexpensive. So, no. It just, it doesn't make sense. It's not, flying cars just aren't practical. I said this, I said this in 2018, I think, to a few people who I was sitting at a table with, that the only depiction of flying cars that makes sense to me is the Jetsons. When it comes to them actually working as cars from a size standpoint and arguably from a visibility standpoint, the Jetsons is the closest anyone's ever gotten to getting it right. And that's a cartoon. But flying cars would have to be that way. Like, you're talking below that, actually. Below that flying car article is a Thunderbird. Like, a 2004 Thunderbird. You'd have to have so much glass. You'd have to have... Yeah. Flying cars would have to look something would have to look like they're out of the Jetsons or something close to that to be practical in the air and the road and in the flying and obviously with the Jetsons they don't have wings they don't abide by any normal flying by any normal laws of physics or laws of aerodynamics even so it doesn't really work normal flying cars as, as people are, or companies are trying to make now just don't work from a practical standpoint on two accounts the matter of trying to drive them as a car and then the matter of people not wanting to learn how to how to fly the darn things so again you're better off just getting a normal car and then getting a normal plane just separate the two this is to me this is one of those examples of the entities are way better separate than they are together moving on from that rant though genesis gv80 tip to get a six speed no sorry a six seat a six seat version for 2022 the Genesis GVAE, which will reportedly launch in its home market in Q3 of 2021, will be offered with a 2 plus 2 plus 2 seating layout. Skoda unveils electric rally car with 349 horsepower. The model is based on the Fabia Rally 2 Evo and will compete in the Australian Rally Championship. Nissan teases new electric crossover as it announces UK-based battery plant. The EV hub will be built as part of a 1 billion euro or 1.4 billion dollar investment creating up to 6,200 new jobs in the UK. That is going to be it for this segment, though. I will see you all after the break. While we take this short and elevator musicless break, sorry, I would like to inform you all that there is more CCC content for you to enjoy. 
For articles, videos, polls, quizzes, posts about the podcast, and even a little bit more, please head on over to my all-new Cody's Car Conundrum website. With a whole new design and all my content in one place, the new Cody's Car Conundrum website is the home of everything I do with CCC. Just go to codyscarconundrum.com to devour even more car-based content. Hey, hey everyone, we are back. Let's get into more news. 1986 Indy 500 winner driven by Bobby Rahal, hopefully I got that right, could fetch two million. Nothing, nothing will ever be, or I say nothing, very, very little will ever be as shocking, for better or worse, than that Viper going for $402,000, okay? That 1986 Indy 500 winner going for $2 million, I'm like, oh, chump change, that's an Indy 500 winner, it should go for like $3 million. Viper for $402,000 though, that, that's giving me whiplash, total and utter whiplash, this, that seems like nothing to me, even though it's a lot more, that seems like nothing to me. The March 86C was designed by Adrian Newey and it's powered by a Cosworth turbocharged V8. Mandatory speed limiters are coming and they'll be even worse than what you thought and you better believe we're getting into that. Speed limiting technology will be mandatory on new cars introduced to the European, U to the European Union after July 2022. Here's how it works and why the rest of the car world, or sorry, why the rest of the world should be worried. Ah, it's bad enough that Britain introduced the speed camera. Now we have mandatory speed limiters, and it's bad enough that Europe, as you, as some of you who watch Car Wow will know, introduced something as stupid as a soft limiter for revving. Now we have this mess. They are, they are doing everything that they can to dump on car enthusiasts in Europe. Everything they possibly can do. Ugh, that's uh, that's just so sucky. Mini Electric Pace Center to storm up Goodwood Festival of Speed Hill Climb. The Mini Electric Pace Center is used as the is used as the official safety car in Formula E. I have to admit, it actually looks cool. Too bad it's probably all electric and makes no noise. But it looks excellent. Suzuki Jimny returns to UK as two-seater LCV from $16,796. So what that means is that the Jimny is back as a work van. As like a fleet van type of thing. Okay. The passenger version of the tiny 4x4 was dropped from the UK and was dropped from Britain and Europe due to strict emissions regulations. And yet it somehow came back as an LCV. It to yeah, totally checks out there, Suzuki. <laughs> Slash European Union. Facelift at 2022 VW T-Rock spied undisguised in R-Line spec. The Volkswagen T-Rock is getting a mid-cycle update this year in order to stay fresh in the competitive SUV market. Posture, Fiat 500 and 500X Yachting Editions. We don't need another goddamn special edition of a Fiat 500 and 500X. Drop their tops and get wood. The new, more luxurious versions of the 500X and Fiat 500 are inspired by the Yacht Club Capri. It better not cost more than $35,000. Either of them. Volvo aims to have an EV with 620 miles of range by the end of the decade. The automaker also confirmed the XC90 successor will have a bi-directional charging. Pininfarina Batista to be showcased at Goodwood Festival of Speed. The Pininfarina Batista will reach the hands of customers later this year. Track-only Delara EXP has 493 horsepower and 2,755 pounds of downforce. The Delara EXP has the same carbon fiber monocoque as the road legal Stradale. Chevrolet reportedly canned a 600-plus horsepower manual Camaro Z28 with a VET Z06 engine. 
The Z28 would have reportedly made use of the flat plane crank V8 that is going into the C8 Corvette Z06. Hold up! Hold up! You mean to tell me that Chevrolet planned to have a flat plane crank V8 supposedly similar to or the same engine that was going to go into the C8 Corvette Z06, but candid? You guys know what that means, right? That means that Chevrolet would have had, as far as I know, the first flat plane crank American V8 engine. Certainly American muscle car. Because they would have beat out the Ford Mustang GT350 and the GT350R. Because that, as far as I know, that was the actual first American V8 to have a flat plane crank V8. So if Chevrolet had done what they were going to do, they would have actually beat out Ford. How interesting would that have been? And if they had done that, Ford likely would have done the same thing. We would have had two flat plane crank American V8s. Probably revving the Chevrolet engine, I'd imagine, rev to, like, I don't know, 7,700, 7,800 RPM. All I'm saying is Chevy, bro, you missed an opportunity. Why? You totally should have done that. Totally should have done that. Though I, I imagine if they had done that, then Corvette guys, especially with the Z06, the C7 Z06, would have been pissed and would have been like, well, let's, in, in, and this is assuming they wouldn't have gotten that engine. They would have been like, well, why didn't we get that engine? You know, our car is better than the Corvette. Our car is a track car. We should have gotten that V8. And to be fair, I would totally be with them if they didn't get the V8. Because that, a flat plane crank V8 would make a little more sense in a Corvette than it would in a Camaro. Again, not that it wouldn't be sick in a Camaro, because I'm obviously mad that they didn't do this. But it would make more sense for them to put it in the Corvette. The car that is, you know, more of the sports car. I digress. Volvo wants to speed autonomous drive development with opt-in user data collection. Volvo intends to use data collected from its car's owners to help paint a more accurate picture of what roads are like in the real world. Drunk Nissan Maxima driver slams into gas pump. A massive explosion is thankfully averted. So what they're really saying is a GTA 5 style explosion once you shoot a gas pump didn't happen here. The, the gas station wasn't immediately engulfed in flames the size of a building. That didn't happen. In fact, they have a GIF as the thumbnail for this article. And it's not actually that big a fire. I mean, it would still be alarming, A, to hit a gas pump, and then B, to see the fire, obviously. But it's not, it's not the Hollywood spectacle that, that, you, would think, that you would think would happen upon hitting and or, and or possibly shooting a gas pump. No, that didn't happen. The Hollywood spectacle is not what happened there. You can now get a bespoke mini-me Ferrari to go with the real one, but it'll cost you. Want a 112th model to go with your Ferrari 812 Superfast? That will be $3,200. <laughs> and I thought my Audemars Viper was expensive. That's a whole nother world of expensive. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm kind of like, that thing better drive. <laughs> that 112 scale car better drive or it better be an RC car if it's going to cost that much money. And it better do 120 miles per hour. That's what I would want. Jesus. Maserati shuffles lineup for 2022. Quattroporte gets new base engine with 345 horsepower. The 2022 Gibble, Quattroporte, and Levante gain a new handful of new and sorry, gain a handful of new and revamped trims. Let's get into some of those other articles though, because we really, really need to do that right now. By the way, so we're starting off apparently with the speed limiter article. It has 181 comments. People are pressed. Though, to be fair, I'm also pressed, so... 
That's not as an outsider looking in. No, 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 no. I'm totally there. I'm also very mad pandas at this. In a move that sounds something straight out of George Orwell's dystopian nightmare, 1984, the European Union has declared that all new cars sold in Europe and introduced after 2022 must be fitted with speed limiters. God dang it! I mean, to be fair, this isn't necessarily something we haven't seen before. A lot of us know that a, that a lot of German cars, especially the higher-end models like BMW's M, I think... Uh, the AMG models and the Audi RS models, they're already fitted with speed limiters. The thing is, though, their limiters are at 155 miles per hour, and you can't actually turn them off, but they're at, a, they're at a nice clip. The cars are limited at a nice clip. This probably isn't going to be that case. They're, the cars probably won't be limited to 120. I imagine they'll be limited to, like, 80. That's what I'm expecting, but let's continue to read. This isn't news. The decision was made in 2019. Oh my, really? And I don't remember reading about this in 2019 at all. But it's worth revisiting because what seems like a bit of depressing policy coming some years in the future is now coming next year. Yeah, it wasn't that far away. That's next year, people! And that was in all caps in the article. And we're not just talking about speed limit, speed limiting, sorry. We're not talking about, or not just talking about limiting speeds on motorways, which already exist in Europe. Or roads past schools, which already exists everywhere, but potentially on beautiful deserted country roads to God dang it! Yet few people are talking about it. UK auto traders Rory Reed, the guy that was actually on Top Gear uh, prior to the current bunch, is someone who is talking about it and has just put together a great video covering the changes and trying to clear up some of the confusion about how the technology will work and which cars it will affect. Reed explains that cars already homologated before July 6th, 2022 date the rory explains that cars already homologated before the july 6th 2022 date the rule goes live have until 2024 to adopt the tech which will use a combination of gps data and road sign recognition cameras to sense the correct speed for the road despite the deadline date being just 12 months away some of the finer details aren't clear but it seems that cars will encourage you to adhere to the speed limit by flashing warning lights, making sounds and pulsing or even pushing back your accelerator pedal rather than making it impossible for you to exceed the limit. Frankly, as much as I admire the effort to reduce accidents, it sounds HORRIFIC! Both annoying and worrying, because traffic sign detection doesn't always work, which brings its own dangers. If you're sitting in the UK thinking, HAHA! That won't affect me because Brexit means we've left the EU! We're sorry to break the news that it almost certainly will affect you because Britain still remains most, sorry, still retains most of the EU's rules and, as Reid points out, is unlikely to make strides to change them in this case because it wants to be a leader in autonomous driving. Oh, God. Apparently, the article now segues over to the good old US of A. By the way, tomorrow, happy Independence, everyone. Independence Day. Everyone, happy 4th of July. Before I forget, because obviously I forgot at the top of the show. Happy 4th of July, everyone. I hope you're looking forward to it. Out here, we've had fireworks for like two weeks now. So I'm kind of over it, but I'm very much ready for tomorrow because I want more firework photos. But yeah, happy 4th of July, everyone. Sorry for not saying that at the top of the show like a moron. But let, let's let's get back to this because uh, we might really want to celebrate tomorrow for not being a part of Europe anymore. <laughs> we might really want to celebrate that fact considering we have this tyrannical nonsense to worry about. <laughs> let's continue reading though. 
And if you're sitting in the U.S. thinking that won't affect me because they still haven't taken my guns and they sure are taking my right to do 90 and a 25. How many people actually do 90 and a 25? Come on, that's that's a bit unrealistic. That's a bit of an exaggeration. It's more like 50 and a 25, maybe 60. Moving on, though. Is it that unrealistic to think that even if it's not taken up at the federal level, some states might adopt the tech if stats surface suggesting limiters might cut accidents, injuries, and deaths in America? Or sorry, and deaths. America was the land of the 55 mile per hour limit and 85 mile per hour speedometer after all. But regardless of where you live, this thought-provoking video from Reed is worth a watch. Okay, you want to know who's going to implement limits like that? You want to know which states are going to implement limits like that? California! Oregon! Washington! New York. Let's see, what other what other states can I think of? Huh? Hmm. Hmm. Uh, I'll tell you what, it's definitely <laughs> definitely not Florida. That is never happening there. It's not happening in Texas. Uh let's see. Yeah, I I can't really think of any other obvious states where that will definitely happen, but all my car enthusiast boyos that live in California, I am sorry to tell you, you're probably at grave risk of this governmental tyranny. <laughs> you're probably at grave risk. Moving on though, let's talk about the 2024 Nissan Titan. Nissan's foothold in the medium pickup truck segment might well be with its Frontier and Navara offerings. Or Navara? I think it's Navara. But its Titan full-size truck is an entirely different story. Sales of the large truck have dropped to a mere 26,441 units in 2020. Whew, that's low. A number absolutely hammered by the likes of the Ford F-150 at 787,422 deliveries, Ram's trucks 563,676, and Chevy Silverado at 594,094 deliveries. So how could Nissan reverse its poor fortunes with the Titan? Well, we've come up with our own illustrative study that showcases how the next generation version could look like and what technology slash features it needs to better the competition. Sorry, it needs to better compete with the dominant trio from Ford, GM, and Ram. Notice how Toyota is absent from, <laughs> from that list of who outsells the Nissan Titan and how badly they outsell it. Where's the, where's the Tundra? Where is the Toyota Tundra? That's gotta be... Not only should that be in there... It should be in there just to see if Nissan is at the bottom of the full-size truck barrel or if that's if that's where Toyota is currently occupying with this or if that's the spot currently occupied by Toyota with the Tundra. Anyway though, first car, car scoop starts with styling. Styling of the current Titan ticks most of the usual boxes. Lots of chrome, a big cab, and a face like Hank Hills. But it doesn't really push the visual envelope or envelope, sorry, far enough to lure buyers from rivals. This study remedies this by applying a dynamic industrial aesthetic that, that stands out from its more conservative counterparts. That it does. An imposing satin chrome grille flanked by interlocking LED headlamps dominates the powerful front end. For a unique point of difference, the DRLs sweep up and over along the chiseled fenders before transitioning into a horizontal chrome strip that connects with the bed. A lower roofline exudes aerodynamic prowess, as do the bold fenders and color-coded lower cladding. The rear features monolithic LED taillights with Titan stamped into the power into the power tailgate. Their rendering does look pretty good, and to be honest, I could see Nissan doing this, except for maybe because where the belt line is or where it roughly is, Nissan or Car Scoops has this silver has the silver strip, and the headlight DRLs for they they sweep back they sweep back into the fender and 
and then transition from the DRL to the Silver Strip. It sits just below the greenhouse, like just below. And for those who don't know, greenhouse is just windows. That's what greenhouses in automotive design speak. But yeah, I could see Nissan doing this. I could greatly see them doing this, except for the Beltline Silver Strip where the DRLs fold back into. And I say fold, they're more like sweep back into, but I digress. Then they talk about the interior. A redesigned cabin should makes the best qualities of the new Nissan Rogue and Aria EV with a luxurious, workmanlike atmosphere. Think acres of leather effect surfaces and highly crafted real wood inlays with ambient lighting. In front of the driver, sitting pride of place would be a 12.3-inch digital instrument cluster, a heads-up display, and a sharp portrait-oriented OLED infotainment system. Amazon Alexa integration and over-the-air over updates help its technology game. Sorry, help up its technology game. As Nissan... No, as does Nissan's ProPilot 2.0 driver assist system. The latter uses multiple cameras allowing for hands-off driving along a predefined route for more relaxed highway stints. Practicality would be first and foremost with stowaway rear seats, a console workstation, and numerous power outlets with up to 240 volts on tap in EV versions. The current truck uses a 400 horsepower 5.6 liter V8. We expect this to soldier on, albeit in updated form, for a few more years. However, to keep up to keep pace with its rivals, a 400 horsepower, 298 kilowatt, 3 liter twin turbo V6 from the Infiniti Q60 could be electrified in either hybrid or plug-in hybrid guise to improve fuel economy and low down torque. An all-electric version might be might just be the ticket to bring the fight to the GMC Hummer and the F-150 Lightning. A recent report claimed that Nissan is already in discussions with Hercules electric vehicles about the possibility of buying electric powertrains for use in the Titan. Armed with a 150 kilowatt hour lithium ion battery pack and dual motors feeding 580, 580 horsepower to all four wheels, it would make for one seriously rapid truck indeed. Fast charging up to a rate of 300 kilowatts should be a priority, as would bidirectional charging, also known as vehicle to grid or V2G or vehicle to home, which is V2H charging. Next, they talk about the competition. Truck buyers are an incredibly loyal bunch, and luring them into a Titan sale will be no easy task. Nissan needs to conquer rivals such as the all-new Toyota Tundra, Chevrolet Silverado, Ram 1500, Tesla Cybertruck, GMC Hummer EV, Rivian R1T, and the Ford F-150. There have been no firm indication where the next Titan will debut. The company has already pulled out the current model from Canada while continuing sales in the States. However, rumors suggest it'll be 2023 or 2024 at the very earliest. Let us know what you think of this design study and what you'd like to see on the next generation Titan by sharing your thoughts in the comments below. Moving on from that, we have the class action lawsuit regarding the Mustang Shelby GT350. I wanted to get into this to dive in a little bit deeper just to learn a few more of the details, the juicy details regarding this class action lawsuit. A federal judge has certified a class action lawsuit from Ford Mustang Shelby GT350 owners who allege their vehicles have a defective powertrain. The lawsuit was filed on March 22, 2017, Jesus, that was a while ago, and alleges that the transmission and differentials of the Shelby GT350 overheat during track use despite being marketed as track ready. The issue relates exclusively to GT350 base and technology technology package models and asserts that the lack of transmission and differential coolers greatly diminished the vehicle's reported track capabilities, which, to be fair, it does. Interestingly, Ford did sell the GT350 with transmission and differential coolers, but only through an optional track package. Kind of makes no sense considering the GT350 was meant to be a track car, so you would think that differential and transmission coolers 
would be included because they should have been included if it's a track car. Like, really? You advertise it as a track car and then the thing that actually makes it easy to track isn't available unless you go for a package. That's, yeah, that's kind of a bait and switch if you ask me. It's like, Ford says, oh, this is a track car, but you have to get this package in order for it to, you know, actually work on a track day easily, you know, and safely, like we advertised it would. Lame. In reality, plaintiffs say that based on technology package, versions of the car were intentionally designed without coolers in order to inflate Ford's profit margins. The lawsuit states, I would believe that. As a result, the Basin Tech cars could not complete a full track day without going into limp mode. Federal Judge Federico A. Moreno, hopefully I got that right, I'm really sorry if I got your name wrong, both your first name and your last name, certified statutory and common law fraud classes in California, Florida, Illinois, New York, and Washington, as well as statutory fraud cl uh, classes in Missouri and Texas, common law fraud classes in Oregon and Tennessee, and implied warranty and Magnuson Moss classes in California and Texas. We are pleased the court has allowed our claims to continue and look forward to leading this case forward with something these affected Mustangs surely lack, speed and endurance. Managing partner of law firm Haggins Berman and Steve Berman said in a statement, hopefully I got your names right, the class of individuals who purchased these pricey pieces of history deserve to have a deserve to have more than a flashy trophy in their garage. They deserve to have a car that is capable of the track performance they were baited with. I can't believe this was started. I can't believe this lawsuit was started in 2017. And it still isn't resolved. I mean, I know my mom has told me about lawsuits taking in a, you know, taking a millennia, but good God, this is ridiculous. They must have a lot of money to figure this out. Next, we have a Porsche Taycan recall. Porsche has responded and confirmed the report on the Taycan recall. In a statement sent to Car Scoops, the German company's North American division said it has determined that a software issue can, in certain instances, incorrectly and sporadically detect a potentially faulty communication and trigger a possible loss of motive power. To address the problem, Porsche has come up with a software update for the Power Electronics and Engine Control Unit, with the company having notified the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, or the NHTSA, also known as NHTSA, apparently, that it will recall certain model year 20 which is 2020 model year, and 2021 model year Porsche Taycan models. The update is now available. It has been implemented in production, and a number of customer vehicles have already received the update, said Porsche. Dealers will update the new, the new vehicles in their inventory prior to delivery to customers. Customers affected will be notified this month, and the vehicles will be remedied via a brief dealer visit free of charge at their earliest convenience, which was updated on the 2nd of this month, so two days ago now, at the, at the current time of recording. A software issue cause, causing the Porsche Taycan to go into emergency mode could lead to a global recall of the electric vehicle. Bloomberg, citing sources who wish to remain anonymous, reports that Porsche is preparing the recall and that it may announce the extent of the issue in the coming days. The report follows an investigation launched by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, or the NHTSA, also known as NHTSA, in May into what it described as a sudden loss of power. NHTSA's investigation suggested that the Taycan could lose power while in motion at any speed without warning to the driver. The safety regu regulator said that 12,146 vehicles were involved in its investigation, The Porsche countered that it had not actually sold that many Taycans in the U.S. at that point. A spokesperson did confirm, though, that the automaker was looking into the issue. We are already underway in addressing the issue and look forward to answering NHTSA's questions and quickly resolving the underlying issue, should one be confirmed, a spokesperson said in May. All Taycans remain safe to drive. We are not aware of any accidents reported in, in connection with this issue. 
We reached out to Porsche for a statement, but we already got that statement. Well, that is going to be it for now. This second segment ran long, didn't it? I will see you all after the break. Alrighty, everyone, here is the last segment. Renault previews electric range and details EV manufacturing strategy. 2022 Cadillac Silverado SR2 has been teased. Promises to be an off-road focused pickup. Chevrolet is embracing the off-road truck trend with an all-new Silverado SR2. I'm hoping that this ZR... SR2? Sorry, ZR2. The silver... The, wait, Silverado ZR2? I thought it was a Colorado ZR2. Oh! Ooh, okay. What I was going to say was I was hoping that this Colorado ZR2 would be more interesting than the last one. But if it's a, if it's a Silverado ZR2... Kind of hoping it's going to be a Raptor TRX competitor, I'm not going to lie. I'd be interested in seeing another off-road Baja-style truck like that. Volvo hints at next electric XC90 SUV with new recharge concept. Volvo has unveiled a new recharge concept, which is billed as a manifesto for the future. Looks good, but it's, you know, an electric XC90 SUV. So... bit sad. Tesla's yoke and touchscreen shifter make three-point turns a hellish experience. The revised Model S's yoke might be just fine in a straight line or sweeping curves. But parking is a whole different thing, which any sane person could have told you. Opal teases 2022 Astra and Camo just ahead of debut. The launch of the 11th generation Astra is only a few weeks away, so Opal gives us a glimpse into its development program. Chris Harris is selling his DIY 1996 BMW M5 Touring E34 conversion. The journalist admits that he no longer has a need for a fast estate like this one. That makes me sad. I'm not going to lie. That really makes me sad. Audi spotted testing new all-electric SUV for the Chinese market. Audi previewed its upcoming electric SUV for China at April's Shanghai Auto Show. Canada to ban the sale of new gas and diesel cars and light trucks from 2035. Canada, you suck. <laughs> Canada wants to reach net zero emissions across the country by 2050. Hey, good luck with that. 2021 Fiat Ducato received some minor visual tweaks and new tech. Among other things, the 2021 Fiat Ducato has gained a level 2 semi-autonomous driving system. Alpine previews fully electric Grand Tour, Hot Hatch, and A110 Coupe successor. Big sad. We needed ICE versions of all those, not all electric. <laughs> Alpine is becoming an all electric brand starting in 2024. Alpine, god dang it. You were supposed to be the you were supposed to be the juicy chosen one. Uh, with a French company teasing its upcoming range of performance models. Flying cars here by 2030 says Hyundai's Europe chief. I hope not. Hyundai's European boss rose back on US chief's earlier claim that the company could have flying car, flying taxis, sorry, on call by 2025. Jeep launches Loki-inspired Renegade Impulse Edition in Italy. The new edition of the Renegade will be, will be available with either 130 horsepower turbo diesel and front-wheel drive or a 190 horsepower FEV powertrain with all-wheel drive. 2022 Mercedes E Acros, Actros, whatever, electric truck makes up to 536 horsepower and gets 248 miles of range. The electric truck will offer local emissions-free logistics and will be half as loud as diesel trucks for the driver. Okay, it would be useful though to have a truck that's loud... So, well, I guess people who are deaf wouldn't who are deaf wouldn't be able to hear it anyway. But I'm still not exactly totally keen on that. U.S. orders companies to report crashes no crashes involving cars with automated driving system systems like Tesla's autopilot. NHTSA wants to or the NHTSA wants to collect more data to help instill public confidence that the federal government is closely overseeing the safety of automated vehicles. Right. 
Dodge CEO promises exciting teaser on July 8th and reveal in November amid rumors of electric muscle car. Could this be the electrified Dodge that will reinvent the muscle car that executives have been planning for so long? Personally, I would hope it's a Challenger ACR, but I'm pretty sure that rumor died about a year and a half ago, so probably not. And it's not going to be another Viper, so... <laughs> Sad. Big cry. Wah. Minivision Urbanot makes the jump from digital to real-life concept. Mini's latest concept aims to be the ultimate mini-van. I don't like that pun. Overcompensating, BMW X6 driver dangles in the air after trying to pass an ambulance. You dirtbag. The driver of those BMW X6 clearly thought their time was more important than the paramedics. Again, you dirtbag. GM CEO wants consumers to choose EVs because they provide a better experience than ICE models. Mary Barra said the key to increasing EV adoption is to build beautiful vehicles with a range of at least 300 miles. Basically what car enthusiasts have been saying for like five years. So yeah, nice you finally jumped on the bandwagon. GM CEO suggests rides in Cruise's autonomous Origin could cost less than $1 per mile. That still sounds expensive though. A trip in an Origin could be more than 60% cheaper than, Uber, than an Uber or Lyft. Okay, I'm good with that. BMW confirms US spec i3 is ending production next month. With the i3 out of the way, BMW can focus on the i4 and iX. 2022 Ram 1500 Limited Edition, sorry, Limited 10th Anniversary Edition celebrates a decade of fancy pickups. Ram's latest pickup, latest luxury pickup boasts leather and suede upholstery as well as genuine wood trim. Amazon is firing drivers by algorithm. Are driving fines by bot next for the rest of us? They better juicing not be. Amazon flex drivers are complaining that they're being monitored and rated by algorithm and often unfairly terminated. But where does the tech go next? Tesla recalls 285,000 vehicles in China over unintended cruise control activation. Cruise control can accidentally be activated on certain Tesla models, says China, leading to an over-the-air recall. VW adds airport-style kiosks at UK dealership to make visits more streamlined. New kiosks allow consumer, no, sorry, customers to check in, check out, and even drop their keys off without talking to any dealership staff. Sounds like the perfect solution for introverts and or hermits. 2022 Subaru WRXTs for the first time will debut this year. This is our first look at Subaru's new rally-inspired machine. Fully electric 2023 Porsche Macan spied showing its sexy roofline and digital dashboard. The first interior shots of the electric second-generation Porsche Macan reveal, or Macan, reveal a digital dashboard. Toyota Gazoo Racing to reproduce more genuine parts for the A70 and A80 Supra. Owners of the third and fourth generation Toyota Supra will soon have access to a wide range of spare parts. Now, Mopar, for the love of juicy God, do that for Gen 1, 2, and 3 Vipers, please! Clarkson's Farm, given the green light for a second season. Clarkson's Farm has a better IMDb rating than the Grand Tour. How the hell have you managed that? Okay, cool, whatever! Take another look at the Nissan Z prototype before its August debut. The new Nissan Z will come with a 3-liter twin-turbocharged V6 delivering around 400 horsepower. Pininfarina-designed green trucks are coming to a road near you. The new Gossen trucks will be offered with electric and hydrogen powertrains. Anyway, though, that is it for today's weekly news roundup. Once again, happy 4th of July, everyone. Happy Independence Day. I hope you enjoy it. 
Also, if you enjoyed this podcast as well as Independence Day, then please like the episode, share the episode, and follow the podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, then please like, comment, share, and consider subscribing. And if you do subscribe, I really do appreciate that. Thank you very much. Please make sure you hit the little notification bell and then all notifications. That way you'll be notified every time I upload. If you want to listen to this podcast on the road, but you don't have one with the Podbean mobile app, hey, no problem. Boot up wherever you get your podcast, type in Cody's Car Conundrum, then choose the episode you want to listen to. I also have a little bit of an update on the Teespring store, which is now Cody S. Car Conundrum S. Merch dot store. That's where you can go find my new Teespring store. We have some stickers. We have Driver Mod sticker. We have Drop a Gear and Disappear sticker. And we have, I think we have Apex Addict sticker. So if you want a sticker, hey, go to Teespring. Scroll down to the bottom and you should see it. Anyway, I hope you all enjoyed. I'll see you all actually very, very soon. You've just listened to me probably ramble about some cars, if I'm being honest. If you've enjoyed me passionately talking about lumps of metal on wheels, then why don't you follow me on Twitter at Cody Carr, C-O-N-U-N-D-R-M, or check out my website, www.codyscarconundrum.com, for articles and other car-related content. If you have any questions or would like to become a sponsor, send an email to drtaffy777 at gmail.com and put sponsor in the subject line. Make sure to follow me here or any other platform so you don't miss out on more full-throttle content. Thanks for listening. I'll see you all in the next episode.